Today is my first Mental Health Monday. This is going to be a very interesting topic for me to discuss, as I am not used to being upfront with how I feel and what I'm thinking. What I wanted to discuss today was something that I didn't believe really mattered to me until I took the time to attempt to script this podcast. The previous two podcasts were scripted. Uh, I do believe that I have a talent for writing. Hopefully you guys agree. And I did believe that that was the easiest way to have a coherent and easy to understand message. However, the difficulty in writing about a feeling that I hadn't fully explored has gotten me to the point where I'm going to sit down and do my best to express myself live. The issue I wanted to discuss today was self-identity or how I believe I see myself. Growing up in the military, again, I've said in the past, my father was 82nd Airborne. I did not identify as Hispanic or Latino or Mexican. I did identify as American, and I believe that's how my parents wanted to raise me, to not see a cultural divide, to not see colors, to not assume that because a person was black or Hispanic or Asian, that they were somehow different than me. And I believe that's a very, very positive methodology for raising children. It did, however, complicate how I perceived myself once I moved back into California. In Central California, there is a very large Latino or Mexican population. There's a very large population of undocumented, non-papered, whatever phrasing we want to use, uh, migrant workers or farm workers, as well as a large percentage of first, second, and third generation Mexicans. My mother was born in Tijuana. Her mother was born in LA. So it's very complicated, uh, our relationship with uh, documented or undocumented status. Technically, for a very long time, my mother was not a documented resident. However, her mother was born in the United States. And with her traveling with my father, there were complications with access to passports, traveling to Germany where I was born, traveling back from Germany. And there were a lot of different things that came up that created a struggle for her based on her identity. My father being born in El Paso, Texas, and being uh, 82nd Airborne made it very easy for him to travel. He's obviously an American. And uh, as the fact that he was serving made it very easy for him to travel abroad and to uh, serve his country. Growing up, not really understanding or knowing those struggles. Growing up, not knowing any different as far as whether or not I should consider myself Hispanic or Mexican or Chicano or any of the other uh, words that have complicated history to them was a blessing and a complication. My first time here in California was 1984. And one of the first things I remember coming uh, off the airplane in LAX and meeting my older cousins for the first time was looking out onto the tarmac and realizing that the sky was brown and asking my cousin what was wrong with the sky and having him laugh because uh, I had never seen smog before. Um, it's a very weird introduction. I was very young at the time. I believe I was seven or eight years old in 83. Yeah, should have been seven or eight years old traveling with my older brother and not really having our parents with us. They were driving from North Carolina, Fort Bragg, uh, to California with my little sister who was not even a year old yet. 
uh, and meeting my cousins and aunts and uncles for maybe the first time in memory. I possibly have met them when I was very little, but it was the first time definitely in memory. Again, we're at LAX, so LA and, and spending a couple weeks with them and then moving into the Central Valley when my parents finally arrived and meeting more cousins, not having family around while we were at Fort Bragg or while we were at uh, Fort Leonard Wood or wherever we were stationed was never strange because I didn't know any different. Looking back at it now, uh, I couldn't imagine having a life without lots of family around and, and being able to uh, spend time with them and celebrate holidays with them because that was a big deal all through the um, 80s and 90s as I was growing up and before I joined the military myself. Every holiday was spent at my Uncle Manuel's or uh, my Uncle uh, Quirino's. So it was always a big deal, always a lot of family. Um, and that was a culture shock initially. And as I said, I wouldn't change it for the world now. However, with my parents wanting for me to be raised as an American or wanting the family to be raised as Americans, uh, Spanish was not spoken in the house. It wasn't forbidden, but it just wasn't spoken. I don't know if that is a result of the 60s and 70s in Central California where Spanish speakers were shunned. Uh, Spanish speakers were possibly attacked for being immigrants, for being illegal, for uh, kind of all the same things that still exist today, but uh, I'm guessing in a much more agitative way. So with the big civil rights movements in the 60s and the changes that were made in the farming community, it's entirely possible that they felt that um, teaching us Spanish was not the right thing to do. I really haven't fleshed that whole conversation out with them. Currently, I have used Rosetta Stone, Duolingo, Babbel, and a handful of other apps to attempt to learn Spanish. I understand it very well, but I don't speak it very well. And a big portion of that problem is directly with me and my insecurities. As I said earlier, I feel like I write pretty well. I feel like I speak pretty well. And that desire to come across as educated, well-spoken, strong, is hampered when I attempt to speak a language I don't fully understand. So it is completely due to insecurities and completely due to wanting to get from zero to a hundred and not flounder in the middle that is keeping me from learning Spanish. So what does this have to do with anything? What does this have to do with questing? What does this have to do with a mental health wellness podcast? Pretty simple. I've brought up cognitive dissonance in the past and my goal is to remove anything that doesn't sit proper with me. Anything that doesn't meet the person that I want to be. If I genuinely want to learn Spanish, if that is a real thing I want to do, and if I genuinely want to remove the cognitive dissidence of a Latino, a Mexican, who doesn't speak Spanish, there's only one way to accomplish that. Learn Spanish. That takes time. That takes energy. That takes effort. And if I've got all of these other things on my plate, being a better employee, being a better father, losing weight, creating a podcast, all the stuff I have at work with a new uh, custom fitting room and having to learn a new computer system, all these different things, why would I throw something else on my plate? And I've realized I didn't understand how weird I feel when someone questions me about why I don't speak Spanish. I'm a Mexican who's lived in the Central Valley of California for 20 plus years. 
I am surrounded by Spanish speakers. I am surrounded by people who are willing to help. I am surrounded by people that don't really care that my Spanish wouldn't be perfect if I learned to speak it. They would just appreciate the effort I am using to speak Spanish. So with that being said, where's the holdup? Where's the problem? And again, I've identified the problem as completely and wholly me, my insecurities. One of my closest friends who I went through junior high and high school with got a degree from UC Davis to teach Spanish. He's a professional educator and I don't lean on that resource. I have other friends that have completely bought into the idea of helping me speak Spanish. A coworker at work, born in Nicaragua, more than willing to speak Spanish to me, more than willing to teach me Spanish. Another friend, Big Robert, talks to me in Spanish whenever I ask. He has no problem doing it. He's from uh, LA and he's a Spanish speaker, native Spanish speaker, has no problem helping me. Very strange that I pull back and don't accept the help. In the past, I have been called coconut, brown on the outside, white on the inside because I don't speak Spanish. I've been called huero, gaucho. These are all um, terms that are meant to tease, meant to possibly shame depending on where that person's heart's from because I don't speak Spanish. My self-defense mechanism is I don't really care. I don't need to speak Spanish to be Mexican. Mexican is the blood. I have a history deep, deep, deep within Mexican history. I have ancestors that were generals for Pancho Villa. I have ancestors that go so far back that they are um, tequila distilleries. I can trace my family roots very far back, I think eight generations, to Jalisco, where they distill tequila. No, can't get much more Mexican than that. Part of the Mexican-American War, making tequila, live in Central California. I know my history. I know about the tribes. I know about the Aztecs, the Olmecs, the Toltecs. I educated myself as a self-defense mechanism, just in case someone said you're not Mexican enough. Speaking to friends, speaking to colleagues, speaking to random strangers that were willing to have deep conversation, I have heard several stories about you're not black enough, you're not Asian enough, you're not whatever, insert the, the ethnicity in there for the community because you didn't speak the language or you didn't grow up in a bad way. Can you imagine that? Being told you're not black enough because you grew up with privilege or being told you're not Asian enough because you don't like math or something stereotypical like that. The gall, the, the self-hatred you have to have to identify your community as X. My sister doesn't like beans. Does that mean she's not Mexican enough? I've heard it several times. I've heard the joke over and over and over. What Mexican doesn't like refried beans? She doesn't like beans. Why is that an issue? Why is that an identifier for her to not be Mexican enough? I don't speak Spanish. Why is that an identifier for me to not be Mexican enough? In the Central California, it might also sound like this. You never worked in the fields and you don't speak Spanish? How can you call yourself a Mexican? It wasn't until very recently when I started looking at self-improvement, when I started looking at these quests, that I started to realize these things hit me sideways and they got buried. And they got buried because of 
overcorrection, learning the history. They got buried because I have several friends that did live that life. So I've gained some knowledge from those, those friends. Of course, I don't know anything about working in the fields. I have a memory of picking oranges for a weekend when I was very, very young. I was young enough to think picking oranges was fun. That is not work. That is not growing up in the fields, and I would never pretend I grew up with that life. But is that the only thing? Is that the only identifier? If I didn't speak Spanish, but I grew up working in the fields, is that an okay trade-off? Or if I speak Spanish, it's more Castilian from Spain. Is that a problem? Am I highbrow? Am I hoity-toity? Am I stuck up? A lot of this has come to the forefront in my mind because of the identity politics of our day and age. This idea that if you have a specific trait, then you are more or less than someone else. The problem with this idea, the problem with that whole program, is there's always someone who's gonna one-up you. So with that in mind, am I more of a victim? Am I more of a victim than a privileged white woman because I am Mexican? even though I'm a man, how does that stack up? And if I'm a Mexican man and I grew up relatively privileged, which I did, and the Mexican man next to me grew up in the fields, is he a victim and I'm not, even though we're in that same class? So you can see how this rabbit hole can get very, very deep, very, very fast. I wonder to myself, how much is that something I need to worry about? How much is that feeding into my insecurity? How much of that is stopping me from learning Spanish? Now, the reality is I'm the idiot that refuses to speak Spanish because I don't want to sound unintelligent. And that needs to change. I need to find those friends that speak Spanish. I need to find those friends that are willing to help me along with good natured kidding, with grammatical instruction, everything that is required to learn a language and I need to use the apps that are free and the programs and everything that I have at my disposal, or I need to realize, I need to internalize, speaking Spanish does not make me Mexican. My blood, my history, my ancestry is what makes me Mexican. One of those two methodologies will clear up the cognitive dissonance that I did not realize was there until very recently. If that is what I have to do, and that is what I have to do. Right now, I don't know which process I need to take or which process will be healthiest or which process will solve the negativity of that dissidence and resolve those very minor inconsistencies in my psyche. Now, the most important question is how this can be applied in the future for my future insecurities, my future issues, but also how this can be applied for you. The idea with these podcasts is that I educate myself, I improve myself, but I also provide the listeners, anyone who was kind enough to subscribe to this podcast, I can provide them hopefully with the tools to get better and be better. Two examples of cognitive dissonance have been applied to these two podcasts. Firstly, I'm an athlete, I'm a Marine, dissonance is I'm overweight. Lose weight, fix the dissonance. I'm a Mexican. I don't speak Spanish. Dissonance, not knowing your native language. Learn your native language. Those are two solutions 
to two problems. And again, grand scheme of things, big picture, these are very small problems. I could have a very happy, healthy life carrying a little bit of extra weight. I could have a very happy, healthy life never learning to speak Spanish. But the idea is to be better tomorrow than you are today. And that's my attempt. And these are two methodologies, two ideas to reach that goal. So what do we do for the listener out there, for the person that's taking the extra time out of their day to listen to this voice? Let's find a way to discover what is creating cognitive dissonance in your life. I recommend getting a notepad out and writing five adjectives that describe you as a person. Adjectives are descriptive words. They could be athletic, funny, happy, energetic, whatever those five words are. Take time and write five adjectives that you would use to describe yourself. Now, if you're willing to possibly suffer a slight, small embarrassment, ask one or two friends for five adjectives they'd use to describe you. And if there is something in those two lists or three lists or however many lists you can gather that match, then you're doing a great job internalizing the person you want to represent and then representing that person to the outside world. But if you say something like funny, I think I'm funny. That's my adjective for me. And then your friend comes back and says stoic or stern or serious. That's dissonance who you believe you are, who you represent to the outside world. Again, that's a very minor, very unimportant dissonance, but it'll help find something that you're trying to change. If we find a, a strong descriptor or a concerning dissonance, like if you say you're a loyal person and two of your friends or friend and family says you're flighty or sketchy or unreliable, that's a very large concern. You think you're loyal. You think you're helpful. You got at least two people in your life that think you're sketchy or unreliable. You need to sit down and identify what that means to you, if it's worth fixing, and how to fix it. If it's an unreliable issue, then you need to internalize a very simple phrase. Do what you say you're going to do. And then identify promises made, promises kept. In the not too distant future, I will have my journal outlined, built, and it will include promises made, promises kept as daily affirmations, as weekly affirmations, possibly monthly. Anything that's longer than a monthly promise, I think that falls into a questing type category. That will be a separate issue. So in this example, if I promise to myself, I am going to learn Spanish. That is a quest. I've identified a quest. That is not something you need to concern with daily minutia. But, oh, my sister needs help moving. I will go help her move on Wednesday. And then I pull a no-show. I did not do what I say I was going to do. That's cognitive dissonance. You want to be a person of your word. You proved your family member right. You are unreliable. You are sketchy. So either don't change it. Realize you're not loyal. Realize you're not reliable. Don't make that a concern. Or be the better person. Program yourself to be the better person. Set an alarm. All you have to do is say whatever um, phone you're using, Google, Siri, Alexa, whatever. Set an alarm. The amount of free productivity tools 
that we have at our disposal should make it near impossible to not be reliable. Again, on most of these podcasts, I will be focusing on how I can improve myself and I will do my best to relate that to a separate topic that may be of interest to you as a listener. But back to what I'm working on or what I want to work on here, learning Spanish. We've used smart goal conversations before, so we'll start with that. Specific, I want to learn Spanish. Measurable, have a conversation with a native Spanish speaker and make sure you communicate it. Okay, what does communication mean? The message I wanted to get across got across. Perfection is not done. Or, you reverse that, done is better than perfection. I don't have to sound like a Harvard professor speaking Spanish. I do have to get my message across. And if my message is, give me another beer, and the Spanish speaker gives me another beer, mission accomplished. So I have to focus on understanding my limitations, not trying to be perfect, and getting the job done. Number one rule of a Marine, mission accomplishment. So if the mission is to communicate in Spanish, at no point should perfection matter. So there we go. Specific, measurable, attainable. It is attainable. I own Rosetta Stone. I downloaded Duolingo. I've paid for Pimsleur. These are all computer programs that are supposed to aid me in learning Spanish. This goes back to another lifelong struggle, having the knowledge to complete the task, but not applying that knowledge. So I have to apply myself to get the job done. Relatable. I live in a Spanish-speaking community. I order food, specifically Mexican food, all the time. I work at a golf course. Half the kitchen staff at our restaurant are Spanish speakers. I can find several Spanish speakers that would be happy and willing to help me speak Spanish better. And time-based. This is a little bit more difficult. It feels like this should be an annual quest. That may be the first annual quest we've assigned. So going forward, I will have that annual quest and we will work towards that goal. However, this will not be as consistent a conversation as my weight loss journey because it's an annual thing. So perhaps I need to find a secondary goal in the next week or two for a quarterly or a monthly mental wellness quest. We can look at several different things. It could be yoga, could be mental health books, uh, finding a book to read, uh, could be a lot of different options. So we'll look into that in the upcoming podcasts. Knowing that I have a, a slight insecurity about speaking Spanish, knowing that I don't enjoy being perceived as less than Mexican because I don't speak Spanish, and knowing that, that there is a corrective measure that will fix both those problems should be very, very helpful and should move me forward into a more positive mindset. However, correction cannot be made without taking the time to nurture the wounds of the past. Again, these are very small, barely perceptible scars I did not realize I had. And that is why going on these journeys are so important. That is why understanding where your insecurities come from, understanding who you are as a person and how that person developed is so important and why I thought it was 
important to create these podcasts, put this message out, and help people, including myself, understand how we can get better and what could possibly be weighing us down. Again, big picture, these little scars, it's a two-pound ankle weight on any given day. However, these could be much larger issues. Again, we look at my weight. This is obviously something that is very important to me, something that weighs down on me, no pun intended, in a significant way because I continue to bring it up. There are several different issues that we will go into throughout these podcasts that weigh much more heavily than this specific issue. But because this issue is so easily corrected, I thought it was a great way to start our initial journeys. So I want everybody who's listening just to take a moment. And if you don't want to go through that whole project of having adjectives for yourself and having friends provide adjectives, perhaps just take a minute to be introspective. Take a minute to look at yourself and understand who you are as a person. There is a quest out there that is specifically calling your name. There is a quest out there that will change your life in the most spectacular and dramatic of ways and it's going to stay out there in the cosmos in the ether in the universe until you go find it no matter how many podcasts you listen to no matter how many youtube channels you watch no matter how many self-help books you read no matter how many times tony robbins joel olstein david goggins jocko wilnick or the thousand other motivational speakers out there give you a message until you internalize it, act upon it, and make it your reality, it will do you no good. In a more succinct way of saying it, you are responsible for the person that you are. Not whoever raised you, not whoever you surround yourself with. Nobody is responsible for you but you. And no one will fix you but you. So unless you find a way to identify the dissonance in your life, and correct the problem, you will always be where you are today. For your own mental health, for your own sanity, start to identify the negative in your life, find a way to correct it, and actively fix it as quickly as you can. One of the most important ways that we can identify and fix our issues is to step back and realize perfection will never happen but that should never stop us from trying. So everything that we do, everything that we should do, all about finding that way to improve. And if we can just get one step closer to that improved person every day, that is all we can hope for. Again, perfection, never gonna be attained. But if we can just get one step closer to that end goal every day, it's like anything else that we do. Getting one step closer to that better person getting one step closer to that improved self just means that we're that much closer to the best possible person we can be and with that being said i hope to have you guys follow me on wellness wednesday which will be the next upcoming podcast i will be discussing yoga and its effect on the body the um, oxygenation of the blood through proper breathing stretching those kinds of things that are really necessary. My fitness journey has been about a week long now and my body hurts. 
they lied when they said I wouldn't be uh, sore. They lied when they said doms would not come in. I'm also old, so that is the reality of the life that we live. So I will have a new Fitness Friday with an update on my uh, journey there. Um, I'm going to have uh, body stats and weights that I'm hitting. Um, so like how much I'm bench pressing, how much I'm squatting. And we'll have the body measurements so that we can track weight loss, uh, not only through pounds, but also through how clothes fit. And since this is an audio podcast, you guys can't see the clothes I'm wearing. So I will give you measurements there. Um, so thank you again. I do appreciate any interaction, any type of engagement that you guys can provide. I have the um, RSS feed taken care of. I have a logo coming uh, and I will work on everything else. Again, thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate everyone on the other end of the mic.